What is up Wholesale to Million family? We're back with subscriber first wholesale deal interview. Today, I got this young lady representing the ladies to give you guys some inspiration, some motivations. And she just recently closed her first virtual wholesale deal. So Carla started out, she does the whole fix and flip, but she, she did her first virtual wholesale deal um, made what, Carla, 9G? Yeah, almost, yeah, almost 9G, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, I think it's 9800 and mm -hmm. something dollar. Now, um, she, Carla's from uh, Virginia, and then she wholesale in a completely different state, Pennsylvania. So I'm going to let her share with you guys your stories, um, and then also leading into this first virtual deal. Um, it'll be a great story, you guys. So if you enjoy this, um, if you enjoy this video, if it adds value to you, please be sure to show me, my guests, some love smash the thumbs up if you're new to the channel welcome to the wholesale to million family but smash that subscribe button turn on the bell notification so when we upload a new video or when I get some good information that i share with you guys you'll be able to notify so carla i'm going to hand it over to you for those um can you share a little bit about your background your stories and then we can kind of talk about that uh first virtual deal yeah so um i went to college got my four-year degree did accounting um got to work for the big four, the accounting big four back then. Um, never really liked accounting. I just kind of had to kind of pick a major and I said, why not do accounting? People make money in it, so let's do that. Never really loved it. I always knew that I didn't like working for other people. Mm. Um, I always wanted to be my own boss. So I really hated going to work, to be honest. Every day, waking up early, um, I didn't like that. So, and also when I first started, it was mandatory that during tax season, January through April, I think we had to work like 50 hour work weeks, no matter what it was required because it was tax season. Um, so I didn't like that at all. Um, then one day I got something in the mail. I got a postcard in the mail and it said, um, real estate investing, you know, at this hotel, come check us out. So I went to the hotel, sat down. It was probably about... 35, 40 people. Um, and the guy that, that, that was on the actual postcard wasn't there. He just sent speakers to come and talk to you. And I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know anything about real estate. Um, and it was actually Russ Whitney um, who sent the postcard. Mm. And um, at, the end of the at the end of the seminar, they said, oh yeah, it only costs like $35,000. You know, go to the back to sign up. And people would just got up and ran to the back. And I'm like, I'm not spending $35,000 to do a seminar. I'm like, I'm not even sure if this is something I want to do. So I said, okay, I'll go and check out his book because they said he had a book. So I went to the library because I didn't want to spend the money to buy the book. So I went to the library, checked it out, read the whole thing. And I said, okay, this is interesting. I like this. This is something that I want to, you know, maybe start to do. In the book, it said that you have to believe and say that you're a real estate investor, even though you're starting out. So shortly after that, a couple months later, um, I ended up getting some other postcard in the mail. Now this was back in 2007 when I started. I got another postcard from Ivanka Trump that she was doing a seminar at one of the hotels here. So I said, okay, let me check this out. Went over there and it just so happened that right next to me was a husband and wife. And the wife turns to me, she's like, what do you do? And I said, I'm a real estate investor had no idea what I was doing or talking about. And she said, oh, she was like, my husband's a mentor. We're both real estate investors. 
And I said, oh, and then they, they told me about the RIA. They said, you should come this month, check out the RIA. I checked it out. And long story short, I ended up hiring them as my mentors because I needed guidance. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I, back then, you know, it was, it was way different. It was much cheaper back then than it was now. So I decided to join. Um, and then I did my first deal um, five months later. I did actually, it was um, a fire damage property mm. that was actually in Maryland. So it took me about an hour to get there. So was, that was my first property. Um, and then I flipped that one. Um, and I think I made like about 75,000 in that property. 75 G? Yeah, yeah, on that first one, yeah. How long did it took you, uh, Carla? Um, that one took me about to rehab because it was my first time. It took me five months to rehab that because it was fire damage and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just kind of learning as I was going along. Carla, actually, that is not bad at all, because <laughs> that's actually not bad at all. I remember one of my rehabs, um, it took over a year, and probably, it's also a fire damage property where I fixed it, but it took me over a year, um, and I've already done, like, I think, I think I've already done, like, two or three flip already at the time, so for you, your first one, fire damage, and it took you uh, five months to actually make, that's, that's pretty good, and now, for those that don't, um, I actually want to uh, say this, for those uh, probably don't know this, but I went to Maryland and visited Carla and, and we hang out in, uh, at, the, at the RIA many, many times. Um, Lon and I really, really likes her. Um, she's a great uh, person and super go-giver. So I know that she's always open to, uh, to helping people um, and all that. So um, yeah, okay, uh, go ahead and uh, continue, Carla, sorry. Um, yeah, so that was basically it. I did the first flip and then after that, um, Back then, my mindset was, I want to flip because I want to make the big money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, boy, now that I look back, I'm like, why did I do that? Because mm. my mentor's thing was really wholesaling. But I was like, no, I want to make the big money. I want to flip. And um, it wasn't that hard for me to flip. It just takes so much time. And I mean, you got to, I live and breathe Home Depot. Yeah. And I was my and I was my GC on my job because of course I didn't want anybody else to get the money. So I was the GC and I was subbing <laughs> everything out and the guys would call me, they'd be like, We need more paint. And I'm like, Oh gosh. So I would just run to Home Depot and then the houses are in DC. So depending where in DC they are, and I'm in, in Northern Virginia, it takes me about 40, 50 minutes to get there, depending how far they are from me. So it was just a lot of running around and I just I honestly got tired after the last few after the last few years. Yeah. So, so you, for those that don't believe that, hey, Kong, that I actually do the business, well, guess what? I was, uh, Carla kind of know, exactly. I started from, well, Carla know that I went out there, uh, visited my mentor, hung out with her, and at the time, we were trying to learn the whole flipping game um, uh, and, and all that. And I tell you, seeing Carla, seeing the way that she hustled, and we went to one of her projects, seeing, like, like I saw your hustle, Carla, and it most it motivates me and it pumps me up. And I, I said, man, this this girl out here making it happen, doing it. Um, so uh, I want to say uh, thank you uh, for inspiring me. Oh. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Because you inspire me. That's why I reached out to you for virtual wholesaling. When I decided to switch over, I'm like, who else could do it better? Nobody else could do it better than Kong. So I was oh. like, I want guidance. So yeah, you motivate me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, the whole um, Home Depot game, Carla, it's, oh my gosh, wake up at five o'clock in the morning, same thing. My whole thing is, hey, I'm not going to hire a GC, you know, 
I got this taken care of. I want that money, right? <laughs> so uh, basically subbing everything out and working with subcontractor, you know, running to Home Depot, dealing with the city, a permit and all that. For those of you who get into the flipping game, man, um, it's a headache. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like now, Carla, let me, so, you're, so your mentor was actually a wholesaler, not a flipper. Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, but you didn't want to make the baby money. Mm-hmm. You want to make the big girl money. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You <laughs> Got it. So Carla, let's talk about your transitions of how you decided to go from to stop the flipping and, or, and then going into uh, wholesaling instead. I think I was just tired of all the ripping and running and I flipped a lot of properties. And of course you make a lot of money, you make big money, but you also sometimes lose money in some of the mm. properties because you know, I might say, okay, I'm going to do an extension here to add some square footage. And I might have, my numbers just might not have been right. So, you know, I end up maybe losing money sometimes. So that's not fun because when you look back and you're like, I have busted my butt running back and forth, cutting the grass at the houses, you know, hauling the Hollywood in my, in my pickup truck. I'm like a lot of work for what? Just to be, just to make, just to lose a couple thousand dollars. It's tiring. It's not worth it. Mm. Mm. So that's so that was kind of like uh, the it point uh, for you, Carla. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I would still flip, but I would be very particular mm. in a specific neighborhood, and they're like cookie cutter houses where I'm yeah. already comfortable with, and I know exactly how much I would spend. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like uh, cosmetics, but not like right. the major ones. Yep, right. same here. Right. Yep. Exactly. yep. So now, um, so Carla, let's talk about your first a uh, virtual deal. So let's talk about like, how do you found it uh, and all that. Okay. So I ended up um, pulling a list through, I used prop stream to pull the list and I did um, vacant, I did just vacant, not vacant properties. I'm sorry. I did um, non-owner occupied properties is what I focused on. And um, I pulled that list and I started, I started cold calling, which I was afraid to cold call. I don't know why now that I look back at it, but I know a lot of people, it's just that fear. And it's funny because when I would look for my other properties to flip, um, I would get phone calls from the direct mail. And of course you have people cussing you out and you know threatening you and I'm gonna call the FBI and all this stuff, of course. So, but I was afraid of cold calls still. So, okay, so um, Carla, so let me ask, so let me ask you this question. Since you just, you know, since you just kind of passed that stage, for those that are afraid to cold call, let me ask you, what was it? What was it that you are afraid of? I guess I was afraid of somebody yelling at me, somebody cussing me out. That's really what I was. It wasn't the rejection because I'm already used to the rejection. Yep. But I think it was just people being mean to me. That's what and I was. How did, yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Now, how did you? How did you get over that? So I actually, I have a friend, um, he lives in Maryland and he, he was kind of like my accountability partner. Um, so he actually said, okay, you know, let's set some goals. And he said, okay, how many phone calls do you think you can make in a day? Okay. And then he increased and he's like, I want this, you know, by this time. So I said, okay. He was like, I'm going to meet up with you every week to check up on you. So I'm like, dad, he's holding my feet to the fire. Like he's actually taking time out of his day to come and meet with me and have lunch and catch up. 
So I felt obligated to, you know, to deliver. And I, I gave them my words. So I wanted to make sure I delivered. Awesome. Carla, that is, so a, that is a really good point um, that you just point out. Oh, my goodness. Not my internet again. Man. Um, Carla, I think it's the internet. You kind of froze a little bit, but I'm going to wait until it, it hits back up again here. But I think there's some really good stuff in here. My goodness. Um, Carla, can you hear me? Probably not because you froze or I froze. I'm sorry. Um, and this is killing me. Killing me slowly. Um, hmm. Uh, anyways, I don't, I, uh, oh, hold on a second. Let me text Carla really quick. I don't know if it's me. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it's me. Um, if I'm still recording, I don't know. Carla just got kicked off. Um, if I am still here, um, there's some really good point in here that Carla just pointed out. A lot of you, what you do is you might need an accountable partner because it's hard for you to push yourself, right? To actually do it, to get over that hump, to get over that fear. I remember, you know, you know, uh, the, the wife, she's, she's trying to stay in shape and all of that. And she, when she hired a trainer and her trainers, you know, she got to be there. She got to be at the gym at that day, that time to meet up with her trainer. Same thing with whatever Carly just said, someone her, her, her holds accountable. So um, she could she couldn't um, she couldn't let him down. You froze on my end. Um. So, oh man. So Carl's gonna try. Yeah. So a lot of but the things you guys gotta understand. It's not, like you have to be able to self-motivate yourself, okay? If you don't, if it's your goal, it's your dream, if you don't want it as bad, like if you don't want it, you can't expect someone else, right? But maybe some of you, you need a little push, you need a little of that accountability um, to keep you, um, so Carla's jumping back on here. Um, but that is a good point that Carla's point out, is having an account, Carla, are you there? Carla, are, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Oh my goodness. So Carla, it must be my internet, but I, I was just talking and, and letting people know that what you just mentioned, there's a great point there is having an accountable, um, right. Partners that is going to basically hold you accountable because a lot of you, maybe you're afraid to do, you know, you're trying to get over that fear, that hump, and it's hard for you to do it alone. And maybe you need that little extra push. Right. And I was telling them when Lon is trying to, you know, uh, lose weight and staying fit, um, it's hard for her to sometimes push herself to go to the gym. So when she hires hire a trainer, you know, that day, that time, she knows she had to sew up. If she doesn't, obviously, you know, she's letting someone else's down. Um, and also, too, so I do want to point this out before you guys miss this. Carla did mention that she pulls the list. She used prop strings. Um, so if you guys want to check out, the link is right below. Use my promo code WTM. You get a seven-day free trial. 
you know, if you don't like it, no string attached. We've been using them for years. I love them. They're really good. And she pulls what it's called a, a high equity absentee owner, which is uh, not non-owned Occupy. Right, Carla? Yeah, correct. Yes. All right, Carla, if you can continue uh, from there. Um, so I just started making my phone calls and then I said, well, you know what, let me do, let me try another, add something else. Um, so I said, let me, something a little bit faster. So I said, let me send out some text messages. So I went ahead and the people that I didn't contact, um, I went ahead and shot them a text, shot them a text. And then, um, after that I did a follow-up again, and that's when I ended up having somebody respond back to me and say, Hey, can you give me a call? You know, let's talk about this. Awesome. So Carlos, just, just to give people some time frame, so that way they don't understand that, that way people know that this is a night, this is a, not a get rich quick. I definitely don't want, you know, there's so many people putting content out there. I, my whole thing is I, I definitely want people to know how real and mm -hmm. how raw and how much time patient and work it actually takes to actually succeed in this business. So let's get some time frame, Carla. So when did you start decided the whole uh, virtual uh, wholesaling? Um, I wanted to wholesale in October. Okay. October of 2019? Correct. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't start making phone calls until right before Christmas. Okay. December. Let's just yep. say that. Okay. Yep. And then I started, that's when I started making my phone calls. And then I started texting probably about February. Okay. And then in May is when I ended up getting that seller. Okay. And how many days, Carl, how many days are you, how, I, I guess, days and time that you're putting out, uh, to put in the work? Okay. It wasn't consistent. The phone calls were not, con at the beginning, it wasn't consistent. I would say from February until May, that's when I was more consistent. Okay. Um, but I would, I would do five days a week, but honestly, I would only do like two hours a day. Okay. Got it. So uh, basically a lot of times people, you know, Carl asked, so how many calls do I have to make? Mm -hmm. Like how many hours do I put up? And can I do this part-time? The answer is yes, you can do this part-time. And also too, is the more hours you put into your business or side hustle, whatever you want to call it, right? The quicker you're going to get the results. Um, you know, and it's different for everybody. You have some people, you have a J-O-B, you have other priorities um, that you have to, uh, to do. But Carla just mentioned the key word is being consistent. It's the consistency. A lot of people think, Carla, that they, they, they can go hard. Oh, no problem. I'll, I'll, I can put out eight hours a day or seven hours or whatever. And then they go really hard, but then they get, they burn out after 30 days where, and then they don't see results within that 30 days. They give up. It's consistency. It's, it's the habit. It's, it's the day in and day out that you're doing every single day. And then eventually that's how you see results. And Carla said, this is the key. Another thing that Carla mentioned too, is this is coming from a follow-up. A lot of you are underestimating follow-up. Uh, you know, we went to a mastermind. It said 60, I think they said 60 to 70% of your deals is going to come from follow-up. So now Carla, so let's talk about that. So the seller reached out to you and then what? And then I, well, I gave him a call and we, and we spoke and he started telling me that you froze again. Can you hear me? Can you see me?
Oh, okay. We're good. Okay. I'm good. so sorry, you guys. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know why I, I bought these things, Carla, the internet connections for like almost, I think it's 200 and something. I have one of those. Yeah, they were good it, for me. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know um, what it is, too. It's maybe where I live, um, but maybe today I might have to even go and exchange a router. I, oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyways, Carla, go ahead. And for those of you who's watching and Carla, too, I really apologize. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. so he reached out. Yeah, so I, I, I called him. He, I called him and we started talking on the phone and he told me how he had to sell this house. Um, the tenant was was originally going to purchase the property, but she decided not to purchase it anymore. So he said, um, you know, I told him he said he wanted um, how much? A hundred thousand for the property is what he said he wanted. And I wanted he wanted to get 90,000 was going to go to the mortgage and he wanted to keep 10,000 to be able to pay taxes and things like that. So 100,000 was his number. Um, I said, okay, took down some information, told him I'd get back to him. The next day I gave him a call and the looking at the comps, properties around there were going about, about 135,000. Yeah, and if you fix it up even more, you can get, a, you know, it can go up yep. higher. Um, so I said, okay, what can I do with this property um, buying it at $100,000? Um, and then he said, and then I figured, I was trying to figure out ways I could, I can't wholesale it, I said, because wholesalers, it's too skinny of a deal. They're not going to be able to do anything with it. But maybe somebody will buy it, I said. Then the other thing was, can I buy that subject too? And so I asked him, I said, what is your mortgage? And he said, my mortgage is $1,400 a month. And I said, how much do you get in rent? He says, $1,100 a month. Mm. And I said, so you're coming out of pocket every month? He said, yes. He said, every month for, you know, $300 is coming out of pocket. So I knew I couldn't um, assume the mortgage. So I said, okay, I'm thinking maybe I could do it to a retail buyer. It was what I was thinking I could sell it to. So I said, okay. Um, I tried to talk him down and negotiate it down, but he wasn't budging because of the mortgage that was he needed to pay off and he wanted the extra money. So um, I ended up putting the, put it on the contract for $100,000. Now, Carla, did, I'm sorry, do you know what the, the mortgage was? was? Um, he said it was 90,000 was the okay. mortgage. That was two. Mm -hmm. So then I put it on a contract and he said, okay, I'll give you a week. Um, because I told him, oh, sorry, let me backtrack. I told him that I needed to get inside the property. And at this time, it was still the whole, you know, COVID thing. People really weren't letting, you know, people go into their houses and things like that. Um, so I said, you know what, let me get it under contract and I'm going to send out one of my videographers out there um, to, so I can go ahead and get a video. Because I was thinking if I want to wholesale this thing or if I want to put on MLS, let me get a walkthrough video so people can actually see because I don't know you know, back in May, if people are going to be able to go inside the house or anything like that. So I wanted to do a virtual tour. So I ended up um, getting it under contract. And then I said, he said, I'll give you a week, um, you know, to make the final decision. Cause I said, I need to see how the property is the condition to see if it was accurate, what he was telling me. Cause he was telling me, Oh, it's in great condition, you know, and the tenants keep it up really well. But I figured everybody says that. And then at the end, you always have to put more money into it. So I ended up sending out the um, videographer and he sent it back to me. And when I got it, it was actually 
very well kept and the tenants were very clean. Um, so I figured, okay, what can I do with this property? So immediately I sent it out to all my wholesalers in, in that area. No, everybody was like, it's too much money, too much money. It just doesn't work for us. I was hoping somebody would buy it, you know, for a rental using the 1% rule, but I figured, you know, that might be a long shot. Um, then I said, okay, I said, he gave me a week um, to finalize this decision if I wanted to go through with the contract. So I decided to go ahead and talk to him and say, you know what, I'm not the right buyer for this. I said, but I do have other investors and friends that might be interested in it. And then I asked him, I said, can I list this property on MLS to get it more exposure? And he said, sure. He said, you know, do whatever you want. So I went ahead and listed it on MLS and that's when I increased the price to um, $115,000. And then on MLS, I made sure to state that they were, the buyer was responsible for the transfer taxes and all the other settlement fees and things like that. So I ended up putting it on the market and about day nine, I ended up getting a contract on it because compared to what had been sold on MLS, it was 115 was a low price. Mm -hmm. And the buyer ended up being a first time home buyer um, and it was um, a single mom. So she ended up purchasing the property. Um, that was basically it. Oh, well, he had tenants in it. So right. we had to um, give, we had to give time for the tenants to move out and things like that. Um, and I think the, the problem with him was he was very, um, he always worried a lot about things. So yeah. throughout this process, I had to do a lot of handholding. I noticed that every week he would say, hey, can you give me a call? You know, once a week, let me know what's going on. So I knew at that point that it'd be a lot of handholding. So I would keep him updated on everything throughout the process. Um, and he was really grateful at the end. And I think he said, you know, I won't believe it until, you know, I get my money and I sign, then I will believe that, you know, this, the, they, this is real. He said, cause he couldn't believe that we actually met via text, complete strangers yeah. and that I helped them close the property, you know, and he was happy about it at the end. Yeah. yeah so you guys, Carl sent me a message. Uh, what, uh, the seller said, it's probably the most, the, it's, it's the sweetest message that, you know, the sellers were thankful and, and all of that. Um, it, it, it's absolutely a very good testimonial, uh, for Carla. Now I do, there's some really good stuff that Carla points out, um, in this video. There's so much nuggets. Carla just also mentions that follow up with the seller. I just made, I just made a $15,000 mistake. And um, even being, it, it, being, even being long in the game, um, I made a mistake for not keeping the seller up to date. The closing was supposed to happen next week, um, but I dropped the ball because I got so much other stuff that's gone on. I know I got my VA and stuff like that too, but the seller wants to deal with me. He wants to talk to me, right? Um, because I'm the one who talks to him and all that. And he doesn't want to deal with anybody else. And um, I dropped the ball for not giving him up to dates. I could have handled the situation a lot better. So he basically what Carla just mentioned there is communication. You got to make sure that you update your seller, whether you have got a, a buyers or you don't find one or whatever it is, just give them a nice polite call or text message saying, um, Hey, Carla, I just want to give you a quick updates. We're still working on finding that contractor, setting the time to, to show the property or to have them walk through the property or to have them inspect the the property, whatever it is that you need to do to let them know, right? 
And then next week, if you still haven't find one, hey, just to let you know, we're still working on it with the whole COVID. Things are a little bit tough, but I do want to let you know that we are trying to keep things moving along. So keep communication clear with your seller and with your buyers. You don't just want to go silent. Because a lot of time when you go silent, seller don't know what's going on. Um, you know, they get all worried. They get all concerned because they're like, well, am I getting scammed? What is going on here? They never, I never heard anything from them once I signed uh, the purchase and sell uh, agreement. Very, very, very important, you guys. Build that rapport. Keep in contact and communication. Make sure it's clear. Um, so, yeah. So, so Carl, that, that's some really good point that you point out. But I, I have a question with the seller. I'm just very curious. If the mortgage is ninety thousand, I'm not sure how his monthly payment is fourteen hundred bucks. He said it was like eight point something percent, Ooh. something like that. And I said is it through the bank or is it? Or no, it was the or, bank. It was a bank. I don't know what he did because he bought it long time ago. And he was like, you know what? I should. Mm. He moved out of it a year before and had this renter come in for the year. And I said, um, he said, I should have refinanced it when yep. I moved out of it. And I was like, yeah, because then maybe I could have, you know, done a subject too, yep. but you know, it was just too much. Sure. 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 Yeah. I mean, a lot of times sellers could have done, um, he could have done a refine, obviously bring it way down and he could have cash flow this thing. Uh, no problem. Uh, okay. So anyways, um, for those of you, hopefully that this is clear. So Carla um, did some text messaging. I think a lot of people want to know. So what do you use for a text messaging caller, Carla? Um, I was using I was using Lead Sherpa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's who we used to, and it works. They work really, really well. And uh, so for those of you, um, I, I now Carla, um, I do want to ask you is that how do you why didn't you, well, why didn't you, because uh, uh, I know that you were in the class and we we're talking about why you didn't decide to pick Virginia to wholesale, but why you wholesale in a, in a different state? Um, well, Virginia, when I first started um, way back then, and I would actually um, send out mailers to Northern Virginia, I noticed, um, and maybe things have changed now. They might have, this was back in 07. Um, people weren't really selling their houses where I with the numbers where I needed them to be, where I was taught to use the mail formula, which back then was, I think, 65%, something like that, 65, 70. So they weren't selling their houses that low around here. Um, and that's kind of why I went to DC and I started doing flipping there. Um, but I actually just wanted to go, I wanted to just go to a different area. So. Mm. And, and Carl, the reason I ask that, because I know a lot of people, um, you know, they're in a certain market where the price points too high, 600, 800,000, half a million, a million, two million dollar, uh, dollar house. Like these are high end. And it's really hard um, to me anyway, when you're starting out, you know, stick with the bread and butter, the hundred to $300,000 um, price. Um, you know, anything that's half a million and above, not saying that you can't wholesale them. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's a little bit tougher because not a whole lot, you won't find a whole lot of cash buyer, right? So your full cash buyer, it's going to be, a lot less, not a whole lot of people have a million, a million plus uh, in the bank account um, to actually uh, make a purchase. Uh, so Carl, in, in Virginia, I, I think uh, we chat about this um, on the web class, but could you remind me what was kind of the ARV, uh, of, was it high-end stuff? Uh, yeah. Yeah, normally the ARV is more, it's, it's very, it's high up there. Yeah. Like what? It's like maybe depending which area you're in, it might be like 
like it, it might be half a million. Yeah. It's like 400 up, half a million on it. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you, if you're in an area that is like that, what you need to do is search for other county or city or whatever it is, right, that are in a lower price range. Carla decided, I know Carla uh, went on the web class with me and she's like, I just, don't, I just want to be in a completely different state. And that's why we decided to pick uh, uh, Pennsylvania for her. And uh, I'm glad that it actually works out for you, Carla. I'm obviously extremely happy for you. You're definitely a massive action taker. Carla, I lost you. <laughs> so, Carla, my question to you is: If you guys, anyone, and with Carla, and anyone that's watching, um, I'm really, really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I really try to do everything I can with the internet, try and get the best that I can, and uh, I will still continue to work on it. But, Carla. Are you going to continue to stay in Pennsylvania? I will. Yeah. Are you doing? Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Yeah. Now, Carla, let's 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 wrap this up. So, for those that are starting out, you know, because you you mentioned getting mentorship and all that, and I know not everybody needs it and all that. So, for those that are starting out, obviously they watch the free content and all of that, or they haven't done their first deal yet, or they think about you know, going virtual, what are your tips or your advice or, 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 or some stuff that you, you learn along the way that you can share? Um, I think that um, all the free content, it, it's out there. Like if you go through your videos, for instance, from, you know, early on from the beginning, I mean, you give all the information out there and it's just really just having to take action and actually just stick with it. And like you said before, you just can't give up. It is frustrating, you know, like right now I am cold calling. And it does get frustrating after a while. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you still have to keep, you know, doing the numbers and just eventually you'll get another, you'll get the sale. You just have to keep at it, pounding the phones or sending a text message, whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I just, I just want to add, I just want to add to that to let you guys know that whatever, that whatever it is that you're making, oh man, it froze again, Carla. It froze again, Carla. Oh man, this is this is killing me. <sighs> oh man. Oh man, um, it froze again. Oh man, Carla, can you jump back on? Let me get her back on again.
Um, hey, Angeline, so let the seller know that obviously we can provide him um, some help uh, for free. So we can help him, uh, we can provide him some help, some manpower. Also too is, you know, if he needs an extra 30 days or 60 days or whatever it is that he needs to, to get the stuff out or whatever or move, uh, we can certainly work with him on that. Uh, so um, so let, let him know that. Carla, oh my goodness. All right, you guys. So um, I'm thinking we're just going to go ahead and wrap this up. Carla, I want to say congrats, but let's just say for those that um, who want to um, reach out and connect with you um, and all that, how can they find you? I was going to create an Instagram account. I completely Good. forgot. Okay, I'm going to create it and then I'll have you send, I'll create it today and then I'll send you the, I'll text you the, um, the, the name. The link? <laughs> the link. Okay, so, uh, or uh, the name, whatever it is. So I'll make sure I'll put um, Carla Instagram account name right below so you guys can connect with her like i said she's extremely um uh, uh she's like lon and i hang out with her um a couple times and we really really um enjoy her. she's a super goal giver so if you guys have any questions or anything like that i'm sure that she's more than happy um to uh, help you guys out but um anyways you guys we're going to wrap this up because otherwise the internet's going to get cut out again so I want to say thank you so much, Carla, for taking your time to jump on to share this um, the information. I think there's some really good stuff that you have shared um, in this video. And a lot of times what you guys need to focus on is not getting all the info. Like, you don't need to get everything. You just, need to, you just need to figure out one thing or take away or, or a nugget that you need to get from this and then just start implementing. And, and just little by little, um, your business is going to change, right? And uh, hopefully it'll help you get towards that first deal. For those of you who recently closed your first wholesale deal, please, um, you can follow me on Instagram, hit me up on IG, go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot, like a pure WTM. Uh, shoot me a DM, send me a picture of the checks just to verify, and then I'll love to get you onto the channel so you can share your stories. And um, the whole goal is to inspire and motivate everyone that haven't got their first deal to let them know that it is possible and it's possible for anyone that's willing to put in the work and stay committed. So thank you, you guys, for watching. Until next time, take care, Carla. Ciao. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye, Carla. Bye.